1: friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created the amish baby machine podcast starring me dags and johnny rage the amish baby machine podcast is a powerful american pop culture podcast and now across this powerfully oaken desk is my pontificating protege johnny rage
2: good morning let's get this out of the way once and for all did you vote
1: today You had to bring up voting, didn't you? I just
2: thought you were you're so we were doing some of our pre-show prep and Degs was just getting so upset with this whole voting thing and how you just can't escape it. Well, there's nothing in the news. Well, it's 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 voting. We have to everything is just on hold. Don't you feel like today more than when I say today? I mean, the the current times, you're almost shamed in the not voting where like 10 years ago, nobody cared if you voted or not. These uh these midterm elections, nobody showed up for them. Now you're almost shamed into the fact. Did you vote or not? I don't see that red little button on you. Did you vote?
1: Oh my, you didn't vote?
2: I it, it feel like there's uh, more pressure to get to the polls today.
1: This is the most important election of our <laughs> lifetimes.
2: I was counting to myself. I even have a little notation. How long before he pulls out the Kermit the Frog voice? <laughs> I had about 30 seconds. I'm not kidding. Oh my God. Enough. I 30 Enough seconds. Enough
1: with the voting. <laughs> Uh, again with the voting.
2: You know what the voting where it really counts was though? Last week iHeartRadio had the podcast awards where iHeartRadio and they gathered a group of experts. I want to know who these experts are because they didn't ask you or I. But they had the podcast podcasts of America went uh the top podcast in the United States went up against each other. And they had a podcast of America like the Emmy Awards for podcasters. New, brand new. Something for us to shoot for Dags. Were you aware of that fact? The flock of Amish will bring us there. You know, I you think, but I spoke about this. You think I would know who the winner was? I just heard it being advertised, and I thought, cool. I wonder if we're up for a nomination or something. Well, if we're
1: not in it, it doesn't matter, does it? I don't think it does. Because we are the most powerful podcast ever created. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast.
2: We were busy over the last week. Powerful. We saw a movie. We got to talk about that. Um Killer Hunter, starring one of my favorite.
1: Killer Hunter, Hunter Killer. Well, I just did that just to see. If,
2: uh, it see, it brings more uh, effect by saying it wrong because it gets you more engaged. I was I'd, seeing if you were listening. I'd
1: love to see what's in
2: your brain. It's just a, you know, what's in. What is brain. it? Well, they have had X-rays of it. There's a guy in a little trench coat, and he's just flashing people. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Um, killer Hunter, we saw that, and um. Kind of some homes on the market in Hollywood, things that we grew up with. You remember the Beverly Hillbillies, right? Cement pond. Cement pond. Um, the house, now they're never filmed in those houses, but they always use the facades of them, you know, for an opening shot or something like that. That home is for sale. We'll talk a little bit about that. And also the very iconic Brady Bunch house that was on the market in burbank california i believe where that is and we're gonna talk about movies what else you got for us thanks
1: i did a powerful twitter poll you are following us on twitter right i I thought you hated this voting thing
2: and now you're you're bringing it to the flock every week no
1: this is a twitter poll it's not voting isn't it you gotta vote which one you like it's a poll okay poll position powerful 80s video game so do we
2: need to make stickers
1: i was polled by the Amish. Oh, that sounds dirty. I was polled. I was polled. <laughs> so, in a <our> powerful <laughs> trivia poll, powerfully, I don't know, like probably millions of people would you would you think uh voted, oh, I'd, voted in our far, poll far more reaching than yes. that. Yeah.
2: Just yeah, there was uh, at least what, 12 people total,
1: I think. 1200 12 million <laughs>
2: 1200 million.
1: You are following us on Twitter, right? At Amish Machine, at Amish, be machine, all one word. Now The the poll was lame answers to how's it going. How's it going? So wait a minute, wait a minute, let me understand this. So if I
2: bump into you for the first time for the day, and we make eye contact and say, how's it going?
1: Yeah, how's it going? How's it going? So the three answers were the lamest ones were living the dream, another day in paradise, and it's going. What are your thoughts on those? Like, you go, hey, what's up? How's it going? Well, it's going. Uh, <laughs> another day in paradise. Or, or, or when people when live in hey. the dream. <laughs> or what do you think? I don't think. I try
2: not to think. Thinking works too too much energy. Um, that The salutations that we've talked about many times right here on this program also is if you forget a guy's name, we can talk about that. Some of the words you use, too. You should have done a poll on that. Like if I meet you for the first time and I remember you from high school, but I don't quite remember your name, what do I say to acknowledge a fact? Hey, cowboy, how you doing? Big guy? Yeah, I was like Seinfeld. Oh, you. Um. So hey, let's do a practice. At, let's do the salutation you just had your Twitter poll about. What would I say? I'm going to just do the first thing that comes to mind. Hey, how's it going, Johnny Rage? You look like shit. What the hell's the matter with you? You Okay. You're not doing good, are you, pal? Is that no, what would you really do? Is that an appropriate response? No,
1: what would you really do?
2: You know, I guess it depends upon the level of closeness to the person. No, it, just say, hey, what's going on? Well, nobody really cares when they ask that question. It's just a, it's like, hi. We've extended the hi. Just why don't we just go back to hi? Well, hi. I'm asking you, hey, what's up? How's it going? I just told you, I've got multiple ways I'd respond to that. If I knew you really well, if I didn't know you at all, if we bumped in for the first time, we were strangers. There would be a different response for each person. Probably my standard go-to is pretty good, pretty good. And then you repeat it. Yeah, for some reason you have to repeat it because there's that awkward. Sentence. Yeah, it's
1: pretty lame. Pretty lame. So pretty lame. Pretty good. Powerful notes here. The answers were "Living the Dream,", living no, dream? "Another I mean, exactly. Day in Paradise," mm-hmm. and "It's Going."
2: Now, have you ever? Do you remember yourself using any of those three?
1: No, because I'm powerfully creative. I don't use cliche canned answers. Each answer how's it going, is handcrafted, developed to each person I meet. It's it's an experience. Well, I kind of said the same thing. Powerfully intimate. I said the same thing. No, you didn't. I said I kind of changed it. Oh, it depends. Do I know you? Okay, so here it is. Out of those three, living the dream, another day in paradise, and it's going. What do you think was the top lamest answer?
2: Well, you've already said the three that the responses were, so we know that by...
1: No, I'm saying that's... No, pay attention. I gave out three answers on the I Twitter poll. I can't afford to pay attention. <laughs> on the Twitter poll, living the dream, another day in paradise, and it's going. What was the top lamest answer? Um, number three. Which is? Living the dream, another day in paradise, or it's going. Boy, you're really just making me think
2: here. My ADHD will not allow me to listen that long. Um, it's going good, that
1: one. It's going. It's not, it's going good. It's, it's going. going. It's going. So the number one lamest answer was living the dream, 61%. It's going, 22%. And another day in paradise, 17%. Boy, that investigative journalism that you do,
2: it just, man, that's gripping. That's gripping you stuff. You dick! How about living the nightmare?
0: Should we change
2: that? I've that one. People say, how you doing? Living the nightmare. Or else whoever says living the dream, I say, I'm living the nightmare um thank you for those tidbits of information digs uh makes a lot of sense to me um we both went to one of the rare times we went to a movie together again for the second time in a row it was kind of exciting um it's kind of the experience we didn't get to sit next to each other what'd you think about that when you go with somebody do you do you go to movies by yourself have you ever done that
1: no i've gone to a movie once back in the day when My dad told me to go get a job, so I just went out and saw a movie. But other than that, no. Now, why will we watch movies alone all
2: the time at home? Like, we'll put the Netflix on. We don't need anybody to view it with us there.
1: What's with this reason? Why do we feel so compelled to drag somebody to the movie theater with us? I enjoy the movie experience. I enjoy talking about it afterwards, preferably a meal afterwards. You like to do the meal thing afterwards?
2: I do. So yeah. what are your thoughts about these movie theaters bringing the meal
1: to you? No, while no. While you eat? No, I do not like that. I don't, I don't like the little table. I don't want people in front of me asking me questions. I don't want the overpriced food. I can have the overpriced nachos and Slurpee and everything, but I don't know. I don't want food with the movie. Okay, but you said you don't like people asking you questions. I'm, I'm
2: assuming you're referring to the uh, waitress or waiter. The server, okay. Well, eventually they're gonna sit in front of you and ask you questions. So why doesn't it bother you? Is that a general statement? You just don't like it at the movie theater, or yeah, we're
1: talking at the movie.
2: No, no, but you said you don't like. You never said at the movie. You just said I don't like people standing and asking me questions. Well,
1: what did you think I was talking about? We we're talking about the movie experience, right? So I'm mean, at the movie. I don't want. I don't want it. I just want to sit down, set up shop, and enjoy the movie. Okay, but it's odd that we do like to
2: go to movies in pairs. We're not alone with that. But what's kind of shocking is the simple fact you can't talk to anybody during the movie. Like at home, when you're enjoying the movie, if the two of us are watching Netflix together, we can engage in conversation. But you can't at a movie, right? Correct. So why does it matter if we go to a movie with somebody or not? It just seems like the status symbol, like you don't want to be caught alone, like... Wow. Is it more because you're fearful that somebody might see you and you go, who are you here with? Like they always have to ask, <laughs> i nobody, I'm here by myself. Does that just make you feel worthless
1: and weak? Well, we don't live in Mayberry RFD where we know everyone. I mean, it's a powerful metropolis, Gotham City.
2: But wouldn't it be so much easier to go to a movie? And I mean, you just, you don't have to, you know, get times and schedules all screwed. You just go, here it is, bump. I've never done that. That's going to be a new thing for me though. I'm going to start... Doing a lot of movie going on my own, but we saw movie, Dags. We don't like to talk about it. We'd like to unveil it for the first time on this podcast so that we can keep it fresh and exciting. And let's open up your thoughts on uh, this week's movie pick. What'd you think?
1: Hunter Killer starring Gerard Butler. I'm
2: working on my Gerard Butler. Does that
1: sound like him at all? That's pretty good. Well, yeah, what's going on with his mouth? I don't know. I can do a pretty good impersonation of him, though. Spartans! <laughs> <laughs> this is Sparta.
2: He kind of keeps his right, right portion of his mouth shut when he speaks. Clenching. Kind of clenching. He reminds me of Mel Gibson. Uh, a younger Mel Gibson? Mm, may, you mean when he's talking his Scottish talk? Or as when he has his uh, actual, when he's using his um, American. Dialect. Which one, Dags, does that remind you of?
1: He just reminds me of Mel Gibson. I don't know. Okay.
2: Well, let's talk about the movie uh, based. Pretty good timing. They brought it out. It's, you know, we have tensions, of course, with Russia right now. So they thought they'd tap into that market. And they, we
1: had tensions, of course, with the Russians. We have a hunter-killer subclass. Yeah, it's an untested American submarine captain. Teams with U.S. Navy SEALs. To rescue the Russian president who has been kidnapped by a rogue general. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? What'd you think? Think they did a good job? Is it? Uh,
2: I don't know how it's doing. It wasn't. It didn't do that well opening weekend. I think it closed uh, with about six million. That's nothing for a movie. And I think that movie, Gerard Butler himself, got ten million just to be in it.
1: So. I didn't get the, the final tally on how much it made, but I don't, I don't know. It, it, are these military movies, do you think they have an audience anymore? Well, when we were at the movie, it was full.
2: We, uh, it was opening weekend. That has a lot to do with it. But um, I, I'm just amazed at Halloween and the, the longevity that thing has. Such a generic uh, Halloween movie. It's just rolling week after week. It's I think it's still number one at the box office. And it only costs probably what? I'll pull it up. I mean, that thing couldn't have cost more than, I mean, well, yeah, Jane Fonda. Not Jane Fonda, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jane Fonda. I don't know where I got that from. Has she been in a movie lately?
1: Um, working nine to five, yeah, it was her latest.
2: But that movie couldn't have cost. I mean, what do you have for props? A knife? You have the Michael Meyer mask. Um, of course, you have... Uh, The wood scene. You always have to have a wood scene. And they have to run into the woods in a Halloween movie. But that thing just keeps rolling. I mean, you know there's going to be, because of it, of course, there's going to be a sequel. But you talk about the movie experience, Dags. One of the reasons I think we all like to go to movies is to see the trailers. I wanted to ask you about this. It's unrelated to the movie we saw, but the movie Gary Hart, the politician, remember he ran for president?
1: On the monkey business boat?
2: That... That looked horrible. Is there any
1: interest? Yeah, who's the audience for that?
2: I mean, who wants to see that? I mean, with, with the politics we have today, we're inundated with day in and day out, that, that movie is going to bomb horribly because by today's standards, he had an alleged affair on a boat. By today's standards, wouldn't you agree? Okay, big deal. That, that happens in the Trump Organization. That's every 15 minutes. I just, I I thought there is no way this movie is going to do well. That's to come here in one of the mini trailers. What did you think about that?
1: No, I mean, you're right. Maybe 20 years ago, that would have been a movie.
2: Yeah, it just looked absolutely horrible. So I got
1: it pulled up here. Bohemian Rhapsody came in number one with 51 million. Oh, so it finally
2: bumped off Halloween.
1: Yeah, it's number one, Bohemian Rhapsody. Then the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. I don't even know what that is. Nobody's Fool. The Star is Born, Halloween is number five, Venom six, Smallfoot seven, Goosebumps two, Haunted Halloween, Hunter Killer is down at nine, it looks like. Does it show the dollar amount that Hunter Killer brought in? Uh, Three million, it looks
2: like, this, this weekend gross. That's got to be very disappointing. They said the draw with J- Butler is his overseas audience, so if he does like... Let's say that they do 30, they're going to have a hard time doing 30 million here because for opening weekend they did six. And if they did three, they're at 10. If they can muster it up enough to do 30 million here, he generally does three times that across the pond. So that movie will probably bring in 125 yeah, million. Yeah, but that
1: to me, who, who cares? You know, it's like the Chinese market and the overseas. I, that doesn't even matter to me. If they're going to have a movie, have it a good movie. And I don't, you know what I mean? If it doesn't do well here, if it does overseas, does that mean it's a good movie, bad movie? Well, I don't know i mean what do you think I mean it's so it's the it's the you know hunt for red october crimson crimson tide all the cliched yeah submarine movies the the rogue general you know they the kidnapped the the president of russia i d- I don't know I mean they had the cliched thing where he's always the guy's always in retirement, you know they always gotta find him it's like you know Arnold's up in the woods and commando or uh or uh, with some Marky Mark movie, the sniper. They're always like retired, and they they have him. The opening scene, they have him hunting. He's uh he's uh hunting uh bow hunting up in wherever in the mountains. I got some trivia on that somewhere there too about that. But anyway, he's up there, and then he's ready to ready to take down this. Big buck, and then all of a sudden I go, "Oh no!" I knew exactly what was going to happen. The little family comes up, and it's like, "Oh, I can't shoot; it's a family." It was like, touching. Like, I thought like, it was touching. Like you're going to go on this big, huge, epic trip <laughs> in the in the snow and everything, and then as soon as you see a little family, you're going to go, "Oh, that's it; I'm going home." Well, was- he was brought. I mean, that's when the helicopter
2: buzzed in, you know. And
1: yeah, the helicopter's going to come and say, "We need you back." Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not that he needed him
2: back. He was young. He was a young man. He wasn't retired. They actually just gave him his. uh um, What do you call that when you give him the papers? They just gave him a brand new command. He just didn't have anything to do. They were, he was waiting for marching orders. For sure. But, um, but, you know, he was shooting at that deer or ram or whatever the heck it was across the water. Remember? Wasn't there like a little brook or something he was firing across? Very insignificant in the conversation. But I'm wondering, how is this guy going to get this thing? He looked like he was in an extremely remote area. He had no mode of transportation. Was he going to drag that? I mean, I'm taking it too far because he never had to shoot it. But um, I guess when you look at that movie, you just have to look at the pure entertainment value of it. And you mentioned all the movies that are kind of emulated, and I agree with you, especially Crim- Crimson Tide, number one, set the standard for sub movies.
1: Oh, Hunt for Red October. There was a lot of them before. I mean.
2: With 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, would that qualify for setting the standard? Remember yes. the fake, uh, not the fake, but the cheesy little squids and monsters that that, that powerful that they would come across all the time? Um, let's look at just pure entertainment. I, I'm a fan of Butler, um, so I like him. If you would have taken uh, an actor who wasn't a household name of his caliber, I don't know if I would have gone to that movie. So he... Brought me to the movie theater. How about in your case? Did, what, did I have any bearing or not?
1: Yeah, I like him. I don't know if he's a one-trick pony, though, with 300. 300's great. He was in a movie I wanted you to see, uh, Dracula 2000.
2: Yeah, but he was an Innocent Man. Did you ever see that one? No, good oh, or bad. Great movie. I really encourage you to watch that. That one, I believe, is on Netflix.
1: Um, so, I don't I think... I mean, you think a great submarine movie is like, Hunt for Red October, Alec Baldwin, in the news for beating some dude up over a parking spot.
2: Yeah, that guy's got some anger. He's he's a crabby Appleton, isn't he? Yeah, I was hoping that
1: SNL would do like
2: a cold opening with him. Of course, they're not going to attack one of their own.
1: No, God forbid. In the news, uh, Pete Davidson making fun of, talking about seals in this movie. It features the Navy SEALs.
2: Navy SEAL. When you say Navy SEAL, you have to do it properly. Navy SEAL. I think Jesse the Body Venture. You know,
1: I was in the UDT Navy SEAL frogman. So, yeah, Pete Davidson made in front of the Navy SEAL that lost his eye, had the eye patch. Yeah. Taking a bunch of shit for that. Did you watch it? Did you see it?
2: Yes, I did. Can I get your thoughts? We're not trying to get too political, but it is voting election day today so we can t- talk a little bit about that kind of enters into the arena of politics because that's on NBC NBC fired Megan Kelly for saying something what are your thoughts should there be any repercussions or just it's SNL let's let it slide
1: well there's there's telling jokes and then there's telling funny jokes yeah I would have told a joke about that he was in a dead or alive cover band so I feel that would have been much funnier
2: well, maybe you should be writing the jokes for us. Exactly. Yeah. You
1: spin me right around me. No, I don't know. He, he said it, and then and then he threw off the comment. Yeah, he was in the war. You know, got injured in the war. It's, it's one of those things that just you th- should have thought about before he said it. But no repercussions whatsoever. Well, not yet. No, there won't be.
2: There won't be at all. Um, and they, he did try some self deprecating humor too toward the end, against himself to try to. I don't. know, save some grace on the whole event or whatnot. But anyway, it's
1: we steered off of our movie review here. We we're off course on the sub. It's a lost sudden. No, it had it had you know I always like uh, air strikes in there and missile strikes in movies, so it it had everything for a military movie.
2: That's a good point. I remember you you have often said you want missile strikes and you want ballistic. Yeah, it,
1: it had a lot of that. It had a cool. Uh, How cool
2: was that when the missiles were coming? toward uh um the submarine and then that navy ship the russian navy ship actually
1: had that like that gatling gun type yes of the the close the close-in support yes yeah that was pretty powerful fun. the american on the american ships it's a failing system we talked about how powerful they had the, gatling the, gun the
2: stereotypical leak in the submarine with a cruise
1: oh yeah the submarines always have to leak yep you always have to have the You know they're always trying to patch it up, and they're all the water is coming up, and they do have the cool sound effects like the implosions underwater. Those are always cool. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. All around it was a it was a fun military movie, cliched, but it was entertaining. I
2: think that's the important part. Whether or not it did ten million at the movie theater or the box office. Well, that
1: I mean, look at look at Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, would you see that movie? You're not a big music guy anyway, but Queen. Maybe if it was really Queen, but it's a guy playing Freddie Mercury. So did it shock you that it did so well? No. Why? Because Queen is uh, resurrected for some reason. I've, you know, maybe it goes all the way back to Wayne's world. But still, I mean, was, with compared to modern day
2: events and what's happening and folding right before our very own eyes, does his story, is that worthy of a movie? I would have never guessed that. I mean, I can see a documentary... On Netflix or something, or but but an actual movie about him, I, I I'm I'm actually shocked that it drew as much as it did, fifty one million bucks.
1: Well, it's in pop culture. It's powerful. Queen, like I said, Wayne's World. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody. So that, another one bites the dust. I mean, his story, and he died young. What, you what know, was maybe, his age? Do, you, do we know what his age was? No, let me. I can look it up here in the powerful. No, that's fine. It okay. doesn't matter.
2: But I mean, it just shocks me that Queen has that much star power that it would do that well at the box office. I
1: mean, look at the bass line and, you know, powerful uh, Vinyl ice ripped off the bass Yeah, I, I I would not probably go see that movie. No, but you're not a big music guy. But, I mean, Queen is a powerful, powerfully popular band. Yeah. So what would you give the movie the review?
2: Um... I would say probably I would go. To me, I was entertained by it. It wasn't like I was on the edge of my seat. Um, well worth going on a Tuesday, especially when it's only five bucks. And I would give it probably two and
1: a half buggy wheels. Oh, that low? Yeah, really.
2: Well, five is the best, right? Yes. So it's so pretty in the
1: middle of the road. Well, that's pretty low, I think. Yeah.
2: For five, it's not. That's pretty no, Dead. I, I don't
1: do math. Okay. I'd say that's pretty low.
2: Okay, so what? Where would you come in?
1: Oh, uh, three out of five.
2: Three
1: out of five. Okay. So you think about cool, cool submarine movies, mm-hmm. like the ones that come to mind, Crimson Tide. Who's in there? Good actors. Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Hunt for Red October. Mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin, believe it or not, was good in that movie. Mm-hmm. And Jim Sean, Sh- Sean Connery. Sean Connery, actually. Yeah. Was. He was. That was actually based on a, a true story about a guy, a Russian guy, taking a ship instead of the submarine.
2: Why didn't he use the bathroom? <laughs> it sounded like you said he was taking a sh- shit. <laughs> that will all I was be, trying to though, add some light humor to this, and you're looking at me like, WTF? I'm in the middle of something here. Shut w- your pie hole, Johnny Rage. Go w- ahead. WTF,
1: wow. Go, go ahead. You've been texting, haven't you? Uh, I have. So well, he, I do. I in, do real life, in real life, the, the Russian guy took the ship out, and they, uh, they attacked the ship. Yeah. the Russians tried to sink it. That was yeah. a, That's a true story, and that kind of got, kind of got morphed into Hunt for Red October. But anyway, so cool submarine movies. You have cool actors, like any other movie. That's cool. I don't know. Three out of five. Okay, I mean that. i that. I think that's a, that's well worthy of a of a
2: three out of five. So, um, here's a story of a man named Brady. When you said three out of five. I was thinking about uh, how many they have, total of nine, a Brady Bunch, the iconic family. Everybody knows the Brady Bunch. Six girls, three girls, three boys, um, um, and a uh, maid, and mom and dad. Why do I bring up the Brady Bunch, you're saying?
1: Sam the Butcher.
2: Sam the Butcher. What a powerful alpha male. Can you do Sam the Butcher at all?
1: No. Okay, <laughs> But he's powerful. I mean, he, he would bowl a lot. But why didn't he marry
2: her? Well, I don't know. That's was he just too much of a player? Uh, he must have been that, that bowling of, of his. How do we know he was actually bowling? He might have been bowling uh, or doing other things. But anyway, that iconic opening scene where they show the house. I mean, probably one of the most, once you say, infamous homes that there is in all of Hollywood would be the Brady Bunch House. How many homes are there now that have that much impact? When you look back at the movies or even television shows, name a house that comes to mind that you go, yep, that played a big part of the, the movie itself or the television show. Anything come to mind for you? The Monsters. Yep, there you go. Very 13, good. 1313 Mocking Mockingbird Lane. Yep. yep. Any, okay, Monsters, that's a very good response. Brady Bunch by far. Any other TV? Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies. We'll talk about that too. Full House. I guess they did have an opening with Full House, um, Dallas, the television series. They had South Fork. Sure. They would always, and also Dynasty too. Remember, they'd always show the house in Dynasty. Um, I was thinking of Bewitched. I don't think they ever really showed a. They never had a pan panoramic shot of the Bewitched house, but but I think we named some of the top. Yeah, items.
1: and what's cool back then, they actually had theme songs.
2: Yeah, they don't do that anymore because none of us have
1: the attention span. Probably the last theme song you can think of was maybe Friends. And that was just a short little intro. God, you know, I was listening to The Fall Guy the other day.
2: Somebody ran that on Facebook. And that, there's one of the most iconic, you know, you talk about they used to have opening music. I mean, some of them actually, was there any crossovers that actually made like top 10 in the music industry? Because The Fall Guy sure could have. Um with Lee Majors, he uh, sang his own opening song. Great song. Do you remember any of that days? Well, in
1: the seventies it was funny because like the Rockford Files was a hit exactly. on the radio.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: I mean yeah. like, how many how I just I, I know be? probably like Friends. The theme- I might
2: jump a tall building, I might blow up my new car, cause I'm the unknown stuntman man that made Redford look like a star.
1: Heather Thomas. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> He was in town, too, this weekend. Lee Majors was? Oh, God, I wish I would have. Yes. What what was he doing here? At a con. I told you. We got to get to the cons. Oh, my
2: God. Yes. Talk about iconic. Who did he come as? Lee Majors or did he come as the fall guy?
1: He's Lee Majors. Oh, man. And you know who else? Did they rebuild You know who else
2: was in town? Did they have the technology?
1: Yes. Who? The cast from um, Land of the Lost. Oh my gosh! Yes. Tell me the stack wasn't here. He
2: was. Oh my gosh! Yes. Thanks, we, Marshall,
1: Will, and Holly. We
2: knew that. We knew that. Yeah, we were. I, we we I should know. have been reporting live from there. I know. Well, we're gonna start going to the. Oh, we gotta get goodness. to the cons. Gosh. If I had my uh, one I, dream in my life is to meet the stack, and I had a chance to do it last Saturday. No, I, it.
1: because I'm telling you, the cons are where where they're all at. Con, con, great. I got great. these. I got these crummy hours at the at the food court. Man, I need a real job. Talk about
2: iconic music. Do you remember this? The opening song to Land of the Lost. It's like a cute little song where Will and Buddy and Jimmy were walking in the. Yeah, park.
1: Marshall, Will, and Holly, and a. Marshall, Will, Will and, and Holly, Holly <laughs> on a great expedition and in the the greatest, land. the greatest earthquake ever known. Punch them lost. down ten thousand feet below to land. Oh my uh, God! I mean, and remember TV. the the sleestacks their little weapons? They're a little. It <laughs> they went to like two feet. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! That no, that's great TV. You backed it up with Marty Croft's, um *Sigmund and the Sea Monster*. I mean, did it get better than that? What What today is out there? I'm so sick of the the, the um real reality TV right now. I mean, let's just go back to '75, '76 and watch the good
1: the good stuff. But *Brady Bunch*. You know how they say I'm trapped in the '80s. No, you're, you're trapped in the '70s.
2: you think so? I've always yes. told you, to me, the 80s are everything from 1970 to 1995. To me, that's the 80s. Um, but the Brady Bunch house, um, it was pretty much general knowledge that it was for sale. I would have loved to have bought that thing and then turned it into a museum like the guy from A Christmas Story did. He bought the house where the Christmas Story was filmed. And again, when you say it was filmed there, they're never really filmed there. They just take a picture of the outside and then they go to a Hollywood studio. Um, but HGTV finally purchase the Brady Bunch house and they call back all the cast members and they're actually going to do a, um, they're going to renovate that and they're going to incorporate the Brady Bunch clan. There's only six of them left because of course mom and dad are dead. And um, the maid, Alice is gone and B Davis and B Davis. Why was it so important? We get the B
1: in there. I mean, we don't normally do stuff like that. Is it Dags? Well, there was, there was aunt B. Oh, good point. Valid point. And B. Davis.
2: And B. Davis. And B. Um, but so h d t v bought the home of the Brady Bunch, and they're going to renovate it, and they're going to bring it back to its 70s style. I don't know if that means they're actually going to make recreate it to look like the Brady Bunch. I don't know if it means that, but they're going to incorporate the Brady Bunch in their television show, and they're going to help them bring that back to it. Well, that- you know
1: how in neighborhoods they always have some crummy old building, and it gets historically significance of the canteries like
2: would the barn here qualify for that it would it would yes it i mean would. how many
1: neighbors have been begging to have
2: this barn come yes down? but because of the history and what's happening here nobody but touches.
1: i feel the brady bunch house should be kept exactly the same you know with the with the avocado green colors and oh, man you know what i mean yeah but you know the inside of that doesn't look yeah sure it does Do you, I've i've seen the sets whatever those sets are keep make it look like that so, you're, yeah, you're, but the actual house itself didn't look like that. So none of those sets, like
2: the staircase, is not in the real house? No, no. It
1: well, never then really... make it, we'll make it like that. That's
2: then. what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking if HGTV will bring it back to they it. They should. Wouldn't that be cool to go in there and it actually was the set of the Brady Bunch? That's what I'm saying. Just like the house in A Christmas Story. We, we went on the tour um, of that iconic home, the Christmas series or Christmas special. And the guy that bought the house, he had to totally got the inside to get it. It's not, it's still not even identical to how the house in the movie was. So those homes, it's basically, they just capture the outside. I know why they have to do that. Travel through America, look for a certain home and then use it. Why couldn't they do Well, I guess they didn't have CGI back in the day. So, but you know, you brought up Beverly Hillbillies earlier too. Right now, that's the most expensive house for sale in America right now. Um, Guess what the price tag was? They did drop it, but guess what the original price tag for the... And again, they didn't film Beverly Hillbillies in this home. They just used it for the opening scenes so that whenever you knew when they would flash the house, you knew, okay, this is, they're all at home right now. What do you think they, the asking price is for that thing? $10 million. $10 million, Come on, you can do better than that. $15 million. I mean, this barn here is worth probably around that. No, the original price, which they have dropped, was three hundred and sixty-four million dollars. Wow. Isn't that something? Isn't that crazy? And so right now that put it at the most expensive home. Right now it puts it, and that's not they dropped the price now, hundred million dollars. Nobody was
1: biting at three hundred sixty four. How many square footage? What are we talking? How big of a crib?
2: Um, you know what? Let me just see here. It's for sale, Beverly Hills. Da, 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 Previously, it was up for sale in August of 2017 for 350 million. The house is on 10 and a half acres. It's so large. It has to have eight real estate agents. 11 bedrooms. How many bathrooms do you think that would be backed up by? It has 11 bedrooms. How many bathrooms? Just take a guess. 15. Very good. Very close. It was uh, 18. Um, five of the bedrooms are in the huge guest house outside of the main home. It was built in 1935. Let me uh, interrupt. Yep. Why so many real estate agents? I don't get that. It's sad because the house is so big. The home is on ten and a half acres and is so large that it has to have eight real estate agents.
1: I don't get that. What does that mean? Why would it take
2: eight? The only thing I can think of is because one person couldn't show the entire thing i mean people that i don't i don't know why it's not it's not uh it's not saying why it is
1: you Uh, know what i wonder what i'm gonna go off on a powerful uh, i love powerful rants go ahead why they say retail pricing it's priced up because of shoplifting correct Okay. okay so why isn't online pricing way cheaper if i have to pay that you don't want to enforce people shoplifting in your brick-and-mortar store. Online shopping should be way less.
2: Well, I think it is. That's why Amazon's doing so well. That's because it's cheaper. And that was what the big, you know, that's what the big reason why Amazon does so much better.
1: Is it way cheaper?
2: Well, I don't know if it's... Way- I don't know either.
1: I don't know if it's way cheaper, but... It's that- a conspiracy. Is it? Yes. We're all living in a computer simulation. This is all program. None of this is real. But you know what is real? The fans, the flock of Amish. God, we love you people that listen. We're going to need you to go to iTunes. We're going to need you to leave a powerful review. Five stars is the best review. If you do that, you will unlock secrets of the universe. We're also going to need you to follow us on Twitter, at Amish B Machine. Go to Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. Follow us there. We are on the Facebooks. Go to Facebook, like our Facebook page. And also Johnny Rage merch. We got new merch. I just uh, created a new shirt. The world peaked in the 80s. That is available. Go to our powerful website, amishbabymachine.com. We have links to that. Also, we have Powerful, the logo, the Powerful Amish Baby Machine logo t-shirt. Check that out. It's available on everything, mugs. T shirts, pillows, everything, phone cases. We're still working on a, a contest here to give away free merch. Also, if you could, please go to Patreon, patreon.com. We have a Patreon page where you can help support this podcast. Donate any, anywhere from $1 to $1 million. Please head over there. Links are on the website or go to patreon.com. We have a little bonus treat for you today. Our friend Mike Ball over at the Flipside Podcast gave us a powerful prank phone call. So sit back and enjoy this.
0: Hello. Hello.
3: Hello.
0: Hello. Hello there, I wonder if you can help me. Um, I'm looking to come in um, at some point to pick up some food, but can you tell me what food you have?
3: Uh, just one minute, okay? Thank you. Uh, you come in and collection, yeah?
0: Uh, yes, but do you do you sell meat? Yes,
3: yes.
0: What sort of meat? Do you, what what sort of meat do you sell?
3: Um, meat is a normal chicken meat and normal meat.
0: Okay, basically, m- my mother-in-law is staying with me, and she is very against me eating meat. So, is is there what vegetarian? What vegetarians do you have? Because I can eat vegetarian food. What do you have for vegetarian stuff?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, vegetable and vegetable. And which one you want? Well, um, what uh, what sort of vegetables do you have? Carrots. Yeah,
3: mixed vegetable, carrot, mushroom, and peas. But but
0: what what meat do Carriage. you sell? But I, what meat do you sell? Because I'll have to eat it sneakily. What meat do you have? Sorry. Yeah. What meat do you have? Because I can't let my mother-in-law know that I'm eating meat.
3: Oh, um, you come, then tell me which one you want.
0: Can I ask you very quietly when I see you, because you'll get very cross, do you have kebabs? Yeah, yes,
3: minced, minced
0: meat kebab, yes. Minced meat, and do you have
3: steak? No, no bacon, no. Oh, no,
0: bake. okay, I, what about steak?
3: Steak? Yes. Uh, uh, no, no steak.
0: But you have lots of vegetables though, do you? Yeah, you, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'll be in soon and uh, I'll make a choice when I see you. Thank you very much for your time. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast.
2: Johnny Rage. You know, Spice Girls, were you a fan or no? No. Really? They, have the, that was, they had one of the catchiest songs out there. If you want to be my lover, then you got to be my friend.
1: No, you, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. So oh, I, don't, yeah. I never understood that.
2: Well, you're not going to like this news then, Daggs, but if you want to be front row at a Spice Girls concert, uh, your 90s pop music dreams, that just might come true. The Spice Girls have officially announced their massive summer stadium tour. That means they are coming back together, the iconic Spice Girls, and they are going to be one girl who will not be returning is Victoria Beckham, okay? On Monday, Dan Wooten of the Sun. Which
1: Spice Girl was she? Do you know?
2: Boy, there was names for those. See, you
1: things. don't even know. You don't know shit about the Spice Girls. Posh Spice. Was it Posh? Who is your favorite Spice Girl? Melby scary scary spice scary spice yeah i like sporty
2: spice ginger spice the spice mm-hmm. channel oops i'm sorry that's something i do
1: privately <laughs> sorry yeah about that. We, people don't even know what the spice channel is anymore
2: anyway you know getting back to you we're doing kind of a little rant about people should follow us on twitter and whatnot i was also going to say they should you know we, we would consider ourselves resident experts in the field of pop culture do you agree digs
1: yeah, see, this is a character Johnny Rage does where he doesn't know anything about pop culture.
2: They will have to see if they can't generate questions and say, Dags, Johnny Rage, we want your thoughts on this. So I would encourage people to be more interactive than they are. Say, hey, could you guys talk? They are interactive. You just Give us a, your thoughts on this, though. I, I, want, I want to know more. What, what would you like? Wealth of knowledge. What would you like me? My wisdom. Where should I put it best? How can I answer you? How can I take care of you? Well,
1: I think maybe we could go on uh, Periscope after this and you could talk to the fans. Isn't that kind of timing? We talked Periscope when we just talked about a
2: submarine movie.
1: Did you see how I did that?
2: Gosh, you were brave. Powerful
1: callback. This guy is, just,
2: this guy is talented. Powerful. Would you? So you wouldn't go to a uh, Spice Girls concert? No, but
1: Bananarama. God damn. Oh, man. It was a cruel summer. Yeah, it was hot. It was very cruel. <laughs> I don't think
2: those two; those two don't even compare. I think what are you, Spice Girls. Oh, up
1: Venus. There. I'm your
2: Venus. Come on. Who did walk like an Egyptian? Was that them too? The Bengals. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank you. I know you knew. Um, I don't know. We'd have to. Have, that should be in a poll on Twitter. Who's the better? How about? All right then. Can we throw in? Uh, the Go Go's. The Go Go's. Now there you go. Talk about iconic. They would be my all-time favorite, probably. Doesn't matter anyway. Hey, hey, who's the best band, uh, woman band, in the '80s, '90s, and even '70s? I. uh
1: That's a powerful question. God bless you. Well, thank what you. What comes to mind? Heart. I enjoyed Heart. Oh, good one. Yeah, Barracuda. Good. <laughs> ah,
2: good point. Yeah, they
1: were good. Yeah, they rocked out. Any others? Uh, and uh, that's a, And I don't mean I don't no, mean no, soloists. No, I got you. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Gotcha. Powerful. Bengals. Oh, um, you're talking about an all-women band? All-women band. Oh, okay, not hard then cuz it that wouldn't be. A...
2: How about ABBA? Does that qualify?
1: No, but some of those guys, yeah. Um, let me think. <laughs> Powerful, yeah. We can Joan Jett, The Blackhearts, well, The Runaways. Well,
2: not a soloist though. The that... Runaways,
1: well she had, they were all in the Runaways, I believe they're all How about they're pink, all women. How about
2: Pinky Tuscadero? Is she Yes, <laughs> leather, leather Tuscadero?
1: <laughs> you know who uh, that was uh Suzy Quatro actually. It was oh. actually a real musician really yeah oh man powerful
2: yeah so i don't know i'm i'm a i watch uh america's got talent and melby she's on there she still looks ravishing um
1: I, I'm, I'm do you
2: like her uh her accent or oh,
1: cockney accent
2: god yes yeah that's sexy as hell you know um do you think Stop me if I'm rambling too much, but this leads me to my next topic. They've got these new robots now. We've all heard about the sex robots, but there's one called Sophia, the robot who smiles and frowns just like us. Does that creep you out? How good these robots are becoming. From the Golden Girls, Sophia. Different. This is much sexier than that one, unless you're in.: Oh come on. Yeah. Um, the field of robotics is fast growing. Robots can now perform complicated movements with elegance. They can do backflips. Gosh, they can even carve classical script sculptures. What's, what's going to happen? We're going to be useless here soon, Dags. If they can get robots. What the hell's a classical sculpture? I don't know. If they just have the, the thinker, and then they say, robot, go carve the thinker.
1: No, thinker was Rodan. My idea was Rodan the thinker, and it was just Rodan thinking about destroying Tokyo. Powerful Godzilla oh, reference. Powerful. Godzilla. Isn't that powerful?
2: Yeah. But if they had a robot that would vacuum, you would be meaningless to us, Daggs.
1: Oh, it, Rosie from
2: the Jetsons. Actually, we already have. We have the Rumba or the Mumba. We do have vacuums that can. The Roomba.
1: Roomba. Roomba Boomba. The Rumba. Rumba. No, it's almost, it, you're so talented, all you screw up everything. <laughs> you literally, like, I don't even, do you get your name right? It's Johnny Rouge. My name is Johnny Rouge. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, here I got a little uh thing, fun thing to do next time you're at the yeah. casino. Okay. Powerful fun tip. So, isn't the buffet enough or what?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a fun thing you for me. You
1: know, the buffets, what I hate, what they, they'll have the crab legs, but they're cold. Who wants a cold crab legs? Oh, uh, when you're, when you have eating, you seen that when you're crab legs, it don't matter. No, just, you don't, you mm. don't want cold crab legs, you want them hot. Well, have you ever had um. And you want the king crab, and you want them pre-split. Oh yeah, that, so you don't that, have to that, mess with the.
2: Now I know what you're talking about. I agree,
1: but there is a there is the the crab that you do eat uh, cold. The dungeness,
2: or n- the, no, well, that's not, the whole crab where you eat the. No, it's the. Uh, oh man, I I draw blank. You know, mm, it's my. But anyway, crab to me, um, stone crab, stone crab. Yeah, you eat that cold. Yeah. It's dang good. Dang. Good. So here's what you
1: do when you go to the casino. Kay. You're playing blackjack. Okay. And then when they hit you, you know. So, I'm hit, just like you're being you know, in the the stereotype cliché movies, in the war movies. Why do they always have to yell at I'm hit. That's what i want to do. When you have to, with the blackjack team, I'm hit. <laughs> I
2: was just thinking of Saving Private right? I
1: also here. I also got a uh, idea to make money for the cities. What do we do? Do tell. You do know tell how them. they have the they have the the scooters now, the electric scooters. Have Saw you seen them, that? Witnessed them firsthand? Yeah. They have the bikes. Yep. They even have cars. My idea is just to have green Glocks laying around. You can just use them. And then when you're done, you just set them down for the next guy. What do you think? Not going to work in this day and age, my friend. No, I think it would be great. Uh, yeah.
2: Oh, oh, my goodness. You're a sick man. The, we don't want
1: uh, um, the activists banning this program here. Speaking of powerful topics, Johnny Rage. Recently, you enjoyed the Impossible Burger at White Castle. Yes, I did. This is a powerful, genetically engineered, plant-based protein that bleeds like cow flesh. Tell the fans of Flock of Amish (laughs) what what you thought about the Impossible Burger. Well, we discussed this topic several weeks
2: back. You had tried it. I had not. You piqued my curiosity. There's no doubt. I'm like... I don't know who would ever be drawn to this. I mean, when you go to White Castle, you're not looking for this plant-based. But I, I get it; they're going for a segment of the population that wouldn't normally come to make, uh, White Castle. But how big is that segment of the market to go this big to launch this brand new plant-based product called the Impossible Burger?
1: They're innovative. That's why I like the White Castle. They're innovative. They. I mean, think about all you see everywhere in all these pubs and all these restaurants: the sliders. Mm-hmm. you see how everyone rips off their burgers? How about the ham and cheese sliders, too? Yeah, exactly. Everyone rips them off. They're good. innovative. Yeah. Now, go ahead. But what segment of the
2: population is going to White Castle? Even the sliders and stuff at restaurants, still it's meat. Got to have your meat. <laughs> I don't think too often ta- I, it, I just find it shocking that White Castle is even concerned about that segment. Because what is the vegetarian audience? Maybe half of a half a percent of the people out there. So why do it? How many it's people? Powerful. It? Well, it's, it's choices. Just, we want choices. We demand choices. I don't demand choices. I tried it though. I'll give you my full re- um, number one. If I were to to do a blind taste test, I would spot it immediately because I don't know if you noticed this or not, Dags. You kind of did a food review for us on it, but it's thicker. Than...
1: well of course i mean yeah it's a bigger burger
2: yeah it's a bigger burger yeah. so right away
1: it gives it away
2: this is well not... that doesn't give it away yes I mean, it it's...
1: does no it doesn't you already knew going into it but i'm i'm saying so to you, you would have to have you would have to have hamburgers the exact same size of that material yeah that so material, i mean so yes. that's kind of a stupid
2: but i'm just simply saying the way it's presented today i would know okay because it's wow oh, okay yeah whatever okay, okay go ahead So, first and foremost, it's thicker than your average slider, but when I initially bit into it, my personal opinion was it had kind of a very dry sand taste to it, and I kept chewing it, swallowed it, and the payoff on that hamburger is when you swallow it. I don't know if it's your saliva or what, but when it's activated with your saliva, that's when it actually has a tendency to have a little hint of a grilled burger when it's been swallowed. So, did I like it? Um, No, I didn't. I, I, I don't think that they, they came as close as what you kind of said that they did, but if it bleeds, I don't care. I want it to taste.
1: But see, you're a simple man with simple pleasure. There was a lot of complexity of flavor in there. There was the top notes, uh, the aftertaste, the hints of the smokiness. That's what
2: I told you. Yes. When I was yes. very, very clear on that as yes. I swallowed yes. it. I
1: think your saliva. Yeah. Why activates- do you have to keep saying saliva? It's gross. Well, because You said it like a
2: thousand times. We well- get it. <laughs> uh, excuse me. But I think that your saliva kind of activates
1: this. Well, yes, saliva does have powerful enzymes that break no, down food. Now you just saliva. Why yes. do you have to say saliva? Yes. So
2: I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't care for it. If I go and yeah, I mean, you're asking my opinion. But once
1: tell. again, you're you're a common, simple man. You don't like complexities of flavors. That's not true. I, I mean, mean, you like you probably like you know American cheese and.
2: I'm just simply stating the fact that when yeah. I go to White Castle, this cat ain't getting. An impossible burger. I tried it. I might try it one more time because I think sometimes you have to make your opinion. You can't make it off your initial uh, taste. You have to come back. Maybe this time I'll be actually sober um, and we'll try it again. Uh, but um, I didn't care much for the impossible. You, you almost kind of seem defensive. Like you were the creator of this thing. I, I got money in it. <laughs>
1: well, you, I, I own a piece of it.
2: Bu- buying uh, um, 30 of the Impossible Burgers doesn't mean you have money in it. It just means you spent money.
1: Thanks. No, but I did enjoy the cheesy sack of 10 was on sale. And I did enjoy that. Of Impossible Burgers? No. Oh. Just the regular cheese white like Castles.
2: Yeah, but early, we're talking Impossible Burgers all right now.
1: We're not even talking about that. No, but I'm telling you, you said 30 of them. I did, I'm telling you that the t- pack of 10 was on sale. Okay. So I enjoyed that. No pickles, cheese, steamed. That's the way to do it. Standard issue. I think they're all steamed, my friend. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. They're made on the grill. They put the cheese on and then they box them up. But if you ask, if you request, like I tell you to, this is kind of a little secret. Pro tip, 101. Yep. You, they put it in the steamer. They don't all get steamed. To to melt the cheese is what you're saying. Yes, to... In, to in, To envelop a steam bath for the bun plus the cheese plus the meat. Wonderful.
2: You know, there's nothing worse, though, when you order a hamburger, no matter where that is, and the cheese comes out as if you just took it out of your own refrigerator at home. That's what I, yeah, exactly. I hate that.
1: Exactly. That's why you need to have them steamed. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It just happened to me, too.
2: I spent a great deal of money on a hamburger, a place known for hamburger. You know, we were downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin. And this place was known for bourbon and burgers. So what do you get when you're at a bar that's known for burger burger burber, bourbon and burgers? Spaghetti? Correct. I went to Italian route. No, I got uh, one of their burgers and it was served to me as if I pulled the cheese out of the refrigerator and I'm like this is not acceptable for a place that claims they make great burgers. Did you return it? No, I was too hungry.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Exactly. You're too hungry. And then in the times you do it, they purposely wait and wait and wait. Mm-hmm. So everyone else is pigging down, you know, chowing down, eating their food, and you're just sitting there. And then you got to wait. You know what do I mean? I think
2: this is a Minnesota nice thing because whenever a waiter or a waitress comes back and they ask, is everything okay? Even if something has gone dramatically bad for you, do you have the balls to tell that person or do you just kind of say, nope, everything's good? There's
1: nothing you can do. You're screwed, though. You know but, what I mean? I mean but so, do you voice no, your complaint. No, you don't, and most people don't. Because, Why don't we? Because what what is the point? The point is you worry about them spitting in your food, returning it. Like I said, taking their sweet ass time when it comes back. Everyone else is done eating, so we're powerless. At these you're completely powerless.
2: Okay. Does your tip reflect that
1: though? That's where we have the power, the tip. And then you're they fear you're afraid of the tip too because they might come out and slash <laughs> your tires. You're screwed. <laughs> It's a horrible experience going out So to you. you
2: give a twenty five percent tip and you have a smile on your face, yeah. even
1: though everything was not adequate for you. And him. the food thing, it's whatever you order too, you're gonna to pay money. Like, you know, you used to be able like, to get away, oh, I'll just have the the appetizer. Appetizer, the meal, the dessert, it's all basically the same price. You're
2: screwed. So you're saying if you want to go save a few bucks, instead of getting the entree, I'll just go with the eight piece chicken wing. Yeah. And the eight-piece chicken wing is 12 Exactly. And the hamburger was $12.95. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, there's validity to that. And the other thing,
1: too, you know how I love robots? You love robots? hmm I tried the, the robot kiosk at McDonald's. There's too, much, too many choices, and I'm pushing too many buttons. It's like, you know when you go to the gas and you fill up at the gas? They keep asking you all these questions. Mm-hmm. Do you want a car wash? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Do you want a receipt? Yes or no. Just fill the gas up. With the food at, at McDonald's, I had to go through this whole thing. I'm pushing buttons, and that's when I just want to go up to a person and say, make me this burger, boom, done. Well, you know,
2: robots are becoming so good, they claim. I'm talking about why not just put a robot, not a kiosk, but an actual good. robot that looks yes. like a person. Yes. And then you just speak into its head. You yes,
1: know? and then they, they can give me the creepy smiles and frowns like Sophia. But Exactly. I, mean,
2: I, I really have a question for you, though, about McDonald's. Why don't you just give me the number one? I mean, does it take that much thought when you go to McDonald's? You know what they have. Why don't you just say number you're one? You're asking me?
1: Yeah. I like to mix it up. I like to do special orders.
2: Like what would be a special order at a special order at
1: McDonald's? Yes.
2: yes. Like it's a Well, fine first. Of, well,
1: first of all, you know, you know the food just sitting I would there, take right? A
2: souffle with that,
1: but sir, you're at McDonald's dude. You, can, you know, what is it? Number you, one or number two? You know the food sits there, right? made to order fresh Yeah exactly so you say no pickles so you you're going to make it fresh No you know I want this I want extra ranch Oh wow you Yes I I want, I want things <laughs> I want things
2: Oh uh, you're a high maintenance guy man Dang I go Powerful. to McDonald's I am a I am a simpleton I go to McDonald's give me number 1
1: I know you're a simple, you like. With a small pop. You like Miller High Life. It's cool. I wish I could be like you. Just a common man as well, Yes, you're
2: extremely common. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? Is that a disease? You make it sound like I'm diseased because of it. I'm just a no-maintenance individual. You're
1: low-maintenance.
2: I don't have to shave, though. You
1: have to shave. Powerful Movember.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Now, I I compiled some fun facts about mustaches for you, Johnny Ridge.
2: Fun, I love them. Makes them so fun. Yes. Go ahead. Read them to me.
1: They're right in front of you, Brainiac.
2: Okay. Do I have them? You have
1: them. Yeah. They're, when I say they're right in front of you, that means they're- Oh, I thought you
2: had a copy too. I'm sorry. No. So, okay. All right. Well, Movember, um, with some interesting tidbits, because the whole thought process is you grow a mustache to show your support for cancer, for people who suffer from a terrible disease of cancer. And Daggs, are you going to grow mustard? A
1: um, mustard? Yes, mustard. I, well, I get no mustard on my
2: <laughs> Isn't there a curl hamburgers? mustard with mustard on his thing? Uh, Dags, uh, you have brought together some very fun-filled, interesting tidbits about mustaches. Let's kick it off with number one. The King of Hearts is the only king in a deck of cards without a mustache.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Very, very, very interesting. I wonder what the, the thought process is about that. Um, the average man spends six months of his life shaving in mustache grooming. And that's assuming he begins around the age of 15 and lives to be around 75. Now, that would not apply to me because are you a daily shaver? No. Okay. Norm, how often do you think you do it? Once a week. Do you use electric or do you use razor?
1: Sometimes I do a powerful hybrid. Like if it's getting real crusty, I'll just take the clippers and take it down a little bit clippers. What do you mean clippers? You know the hair clippers.
2: You don't use a uh a No.
1: Ha- a hair clippers will get that tight. Well, it'll get tight enough where I get the sexy George Michael look cuz you have to have faith, right? Come on.
2: Um and then a- I also use a powerful uh, okay. blade too. See, I I wasn't a big I I'm kind of a baby face. It's my boyish good looks that I have. I don't have to shave on a daily basis. Um now what about your back? Do you have to shave quite a bit? How often do you have to do that? Back Vember. <laughs> oh, powerful. <laughs> powerful. Oh, anyway, I have a boyish good looks. So I don't have a lot of hair. I shave now as a grown man. What is a grown man? Because I don't feel like I've reached that point yet because I've got a lot more I could go. Well, way, you're growing
1: man. the way I look at you right now. That's
2: because yeah. I'm trying to be a grown man. Fully grown, fully developed. Um, I, don't, I don't shave a lot. So this is not, I would not spend six months. Shaving. In Eureka, Nevada, it is illegal for men with mustaches to kiss women. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, How's this for mustache grooming? Noblemen in the Victorian era ate soup with special mustache spoons equipped with small barriers to protect their mustaches, according to (laughs) uselessdaily.com. I'm trying to picture that, what that would look like a spoon to prevent you from getting noodles in your mustache. That is, there is nothing more gross than when you see a guy. Beards, I hate beards. To me, you're hiding something if you're wearing a beard, okay? But when you have food, you'll bump into some. But it's a powerful badge of masculinity. No, to me, it's just you're hiding and they look ridiculous and they're filthy.
1: So you're going to say Grizzly Adams looks ridiculous. Looks ridiculous.
2: No, it's powerful. I was, no, Santa Claus. Ben,
1: you ate all the flapjacks. The Beatles. In
2: 1967, the Beatles included cardboard mustaches in their album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, because the band members were all sporting mustaches on the cover. The first historical artifact depicting a mustache dates back to 300 B.C. It shows an Iranian horseman with a thick black mustache. More interesting tidbits. Celebrating Movember with some historical facts about the origin or whatnot of a a mustache. A study by the University of Southern Queensland in Australia found that facial hair can protect skin and prevent cancer by deflecting 90 to 95 percent of harmful UV rays. I never thought about that. Also a boxer. Don't you think it makes sense for a boxer to have a beard going into a fight? Yes. I mean, it would, It would. yeah. I'm surprised more of them don't. Um, All right, one more. One more. There are between 10,000 and 20,000 hairs on a man's face, and the average mustache has, take a guess, if there are between 10,000 and 20,000 hairs on a man's face, how many hairs is the average, average mustache? 5,000. 600 only.
1: Come on. Yeah. Yep. Well, it is time for this powerful podcast to come to an end. We thank everyone that enjoys this powerful podcast. Please tell a friend. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app, available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish Baby Machine and visit our webpage, www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.